Welcome to the Data Scientist Podcast with Dr. Stylianos Kabakis. Dr. Kabakis is a data scientist, statistician, and blockchain expert with a mission to educate the public about the wonderful capabilities of technologies like AI, data science, and DLTs. These technologies have the potential to transform the world, the economy, and our lives. However, there is too much misinformation around tech, and so most people are just confused about what is true and what is not. Whether you are a CEO, an entrepreneur, or just an enthusiast, the Data Scientist Podcast helps you separate reality from hype. Hi, everyone. In this episode, I want to discuss an article I read on Skynet today, a very interesting news magazine about AI. The article is called So-So Artificial Intelligence. And this article discusses one of the topics that's on my radar, and that is how AI is going to influence the job market and the economy. So this article is based for, for the most part, on a paper by Asemoglu and Restrepo called Automation and New Tasks. How Technology Displaces and Reinstates Labor. This paper can be found at the National Bureau of Economic Research. And it's one of those, it's a study basically on how AI is going to, to affect the job market through, through automation, also based on historical evidence from, from other technologies. And the view that in, in this article is quite interesting because in the media, usually we see some people saying, oh, general AI is going to change everything and blah, blah, blah. Whereas other people are more like, you know, AI will have, um, you know, a negative effect uh, or other people are more like AI will have a very positive effect. And uh, really most of the opinions expressed are more like speculation instead of, you know, based on sound arguments. And uh, this article, Social Artificial Intelligence, is uh, presents a more, let's say, mature view on this whole subject. And I'm going to break it down for you and also I'm going to uh, provide my own view on that topic. So first of all, what this article says is that it's important to distinguish between the effects of automation and the effects of new work tasks. So let's take, uh, for example, the invention of airplanes. So airplanes stole some of the demand of other industries like the train industry. But at the same time, a new industry was created, the aviation industry. However, the creation of new jobs in the aviation industry, these jobs were not the same kind of jobs that they would have been encountered, for example, in trains. So similarly with automation, maybe automation is going to destroy some jobs, but, but through the automation of tasks, but the new jobs that we're going to see are not going to be of the exact same nature. So going back to to the aviation industry. Many of the jobs that were created were around, for example, uh, the organization of airports yeah, or the creation of airports. So it was not the airplane that created new jobs. It was the process and the industry around it that created these new jobs. So that's very important because this means that it's not the automation itself that uh, might be the creator of jobs. It might be the ripple effects from automation. And this might not sound as interesting. This might sound as a bit as if we're overanalyzing things, but it's very important. It's a very important point because essentially there are two kinds of uh, pressure 
in the job market coming from automation. On one hand, some of the tasks will be automated and these jobs could be destroyed. And then new tasks might be created either because the automation facilitates the creation of, let's say, new tasks. Again, going back to the aviation industry, tasks like you know, creating airports, organizing airports, running the airports, etc. And at the same time, automation might help companies get some productivity gains, which could also translate in increased demand for jobs. However, it looks like that while up to 87, there was not any real change in the tasks allocated to labor versus tasks allocated to machines, since 87, it looks like there are less and less tasks allocated to labor as compared to technology. So actually, since, well, if, if we look from 47 to 87, the net change was about zero. The net change in how many tasks are allocated to labor versus technology. Uh, in 2017, it looks like labor lost around 10% of, the, of their tasks to technology. So this means that new technologies might improve profits for companies, so they have an incentive to adopt them, but at the same time, maybe they don't create new roles or the efficiency gains are not enough to make the company grow to such an extent where there's higher demand for jobs. A type of analysis I really liked in this uh, article was a matrix which is using two axes, the productivity axis, where you can have low or high productivity, and the displacement axis, where you can have low or high job displacement. So, for example, there might be some technologies like spreadsheets, let's say Excel, which can really increase productivity compared to like writing things on paper, for example, but it's not really going to displace many jobs. So this was a very important innovation. Then we have some other technologies which might be very advanced, but they might be low displacement, at least in the short term. Like autonomous vehicles, for example, we know that some jobs are going to be replaced, but it's unlikely that all driver jobs are going to be replaced since it's going to take a long time to create autonomous vehicles which can drive safely in all conditions and also regulation will come to accept them and, and you know society will come to see them as safe. Then we have high productivity and high displacement jobs. So, for example, mechanized agriculture means that we wouldn't need to have any workers in a field. So this would be a major disruption in the economy, but it would also rapidly increase productivity, potentially allowing companies to invest some of the funds saved in other activities. But what the article says is that many, maybe even most, of the technologies that we're currently seeing in AI they're low productivity and high displacement. So this is what is called so-so tech. And this is why this article is also called so-so AI. So what are these so-so uh, technologies? So these are technologies which can provide some improvements in performance and their high displacement, but these improvements are not significant to the extent that the companies deploying these technologies are going to make so much profit, which they can then reinvest and maybe create new jobs. So, for example, replacing a call center with uh, chatbots is an example of a so-so tech. So you're destroying jobs, but the jobs you're destroying, they're low productivity jobs, and also the gains that a company will get from these chatbots are not so large to the extent that uh, they can be reinvested. 
Therefore, social tech is beneficial for companies that deploy it, but it can be very bad for the job market in the long run. And uh, one of the keys is that AI research has focused a lot on things which humans do well, again, coming back to natural language processing, and the machines do not do that well. So once the technology matures, then companies, again, going back to the example of chatbots, and we will probably see this in other areas like content generation, for example, companies have a, an incentive to lay off employees, but the technology is not as disruptive. And uh, one of the cures suggested in the article is that maybe we should focus more on automating tasks that we can't do really that well. And also another suggestion is that maybe we should focus more on AI that works alongside humans in order to, on one hand, obviously ensure that we're not going to destroy jobs. On the other hand, to ensure that we are actually increasing productivity in a significant way. So once again, the picture is more complicated than many people think. So it's not about AI being good or bad. It looks like that in a twisted way, AI might be good for the economy, for the GDP, for the companies using this technology, but it might end up being quite bad for some particular jobs. So this might be a very serious concern given that we might end up in a situation where GDP is rising, the gross domestic product is rising, while at the same time, the economy it becomes more and more unequal. So that was it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Feel free to contact me on the datascientist.com. Thank you. I hope to see you again soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit thedatascientist.com for more content about data science, AI, and blockchain.